This next selection consists of just love. Please close your eyes and let the romance, power, the world, love, comfort, beauty, and peace. I came first and foremost to say, well, Hello? Oh, Hello? Hello? Oh, oh, what? Big hit of my head. Oh, 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 Off the beat, kinda dripping off the meat grinder, heat liner, pimping, stripping for sweet minor. It's just a piece of plastic in a paper sleeve. Nobody says I'd like to sit for 15 minutes not being able to communicate with a piece of plastic pressed up against my head. In 1944, as the horrors of the Second World War were becoming fully apparent, Franz Steiner outlined the ways in which an imperial project, grounded in these familiar narratives of civilization, narratives about humanity's quest to advance itself by controlling the forces of nature, leads ultimately both to genocide and to the destruction of our planet. For Europeans, this process began centuries ago, first within the European nations themselves, then later out there on the colonial frontier and the edge of empire. But now it threatens to end back within the heart of Europe itself, dragging pretty much everybody and everything else down with it. In his short and brilliant essay on the process of civilization, Steiner expressed things as follows in 1944. I'll never forget, he writes, how comfortable and comical a thunderstorm appeared to me, which I experienced shortly after a bombing raid. <laughs> 
how childish and touching those forces seemed to be, before which humanity had trembled for millennia. Competent scientists are already thinking about how to direct thunderstorms to wherever there happens to be a need. Yet the same clear-thinking men believe that the wish to abolish wars and bombs is pure fantasy. They know it. Here we are confronted by the incalculable and busily churn out illusions more helpless than a Tasmanian in a thunderstorm. Or I guess if we were to put things in more contemporary terms, they tell us now that we can soon anticipate the colonization of Mars by humans, or at least some very wealthy and powerful humans, but they also tell us that the prospect of eliminating war, homelessness and poverty on Earth is more remote than ever. For Europe, Steiner went on, what he called the demonic sphere, the sphere of forces that are uncontrollable, of forces which one can try obsessively to count, measure, and calculate, but with which there is ultimately no negotiating. That this demonic sphere no longer lies out there in some perceived realm of nature, but within ourselves, in our homes, our society, let them speak of development, he writes. Let them speak of controlling nature. Let them turn volcanoes into servants and then wonder why their servants have become volcanoes. The process of Western civilization, Steiner says, has been the march of danger into the heart of human society and ultimately into the heart of the individual, of creation, of creativity itself. And so, with the darkness closing in, we comfort ourselves with familiar stories of civilization, about how all of this was, after all, just inevitable, the necessary working out of history's great plan. Once upon a time, we tell ourselves, human beings lived in small, egalitarian bands of hunter-gatherers, innocent of power and dominance. Things began to go downhill with the invention of agriculture, the familiar story goes, which created the possibility of storable surpluses and invidious distinctions of property. But the real break came with the emergence of cities. The concentration of people and resources we tell ourselves inevitably meant the rise of ruling classes capable of seizing control of those surpluses. Hence states, slavery, conquering armies, ecological devastation, but also at the same time writing, science, philosophy, organized religion, civilization in this familiar telling came as a package. 
one could embrace it as inevitable, accept violent inequalities as the price of human progress, or one could dream of someday returning to some new version of the old Edenic state. But civilization itself, or so we tell ourselves, was a single thing, a single entity, the inexorable outgrowth of that original sin of domesticating animals and plants, and its essence cannot be modified, either embraced or rejected. Now, of course, nothing I've just said is actually true. But it seems impossible not to notice how, especially in the years following the financial crash, 2008, such stories of the broad sweep of history and the origins of inequality began to resurface, both in the scholarly and popular scientific literature, with surprising force. And not now as just enlightened fables or thought experiments, but under the guise of objective history and social science.
Quel sentiment vous avez aujourd'hui J'ai un sentiment de honte et de douleur et de désespoir. is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot, foot.
I know, it's musical. So svelta. <laughs> Oh.